Welcome back, everybody, to episode 55 of the Dylan Krasinski Show. We are here Sunday night, late night, late night. Uh, episodes are out every Monday. It is midnight on Sunday. Technically, oh, yep, 12.01, 12.01. It's Monday morning, so this is out in a couple hours. The reason it's late is because I was hungover this morning, and, you know, as always, I procrastinated. So, uh, episode 55 out these episodes are out every Monday. A little drunk. I'm a little drunk right now because I was out. I went to see uh, Tom Segura do comedy in Brooklyn. I'll get I'll get to that. Let me do the intro first, okay? <clears throat> Dylan Krasinski's show is out every Monday afternoon or morning at 1 a.m. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, clips on Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for subscribing. Episode 55, here we go. Guys, if you like listening to this podcast, I think you would really enjoy the other podcast I do, Sea Otter Town Hall. I do that with my buddy, uh, local New York City comedian, Michael Kerrigan. Uh, me and him sit down every week with another uh, mostly comic but other person that we like, funny comedian, and we tell stories. We hear stories about drinking. We hear stories about almost getting into fights on the train. Uh, a lot of sober people tell stories about why they became sober, which are always interesting to hear, uh, for me especially. Um, last week, uh, if you're listening today, the last episode was uh, our good friend Dom, Dominic Leonelli. He, we did a two-part episode with him. So part one is out last week, and then part two will be out like two weeks from now. So if you're listening today, Monday, part two with him will be out next Wednesday. Those episodes are out every single Wednesday. Uh, Dom Leonelli last week, our friend RDP uh, is out this coming Wednesday, two days from now. Um, so go subscribe, give it a listen. I think you would like it a lot. I think you might like it more than this, but... Um, yeah, so go give that a listen. Uh, with Dom, we talked a lot about when he was a kid. He he grew up in uh, uh, Ohio, and uh, he moved to the city to do comedy, and he struggled financially quite a bit. Uh, he tells some really uh, crazy stories about how he got by in the city, how he really um, was living in a storage unit for a short period of time, uh, was was you know trying to live on 20 cents a day. Wild, wild stories. Go give that a listen. Episode 23 is out now. Uh, part one with Dom Leonelli. Go give a listen. And then uh, two days from now, RDP uh, is a good friend of mine. He is a, a former comic. We met doing comedy in Boston. He now lives in the city, and he works as a dating coach for one of the most famous, infinite, infamous, whatever you want to call it, dating coaches uh, in the world right now. He works with this guy where they essentially go around and they teach people how to talk to women. So it was a very interesting episode, super funny stuff. He had a bunch of good stories. He also used to be a drug dealer. So um, he told a bunch of stuff before I met him. It was a former life, a life before we became good pals. He used to do that in uh, certain areas of the world, I will say. Uh, and yeah, a lot of really interesting and good stories that he had. So that will be out this Wednesday, but go give it a go give it a subscribe, give it a listen. See Otter Town Hall the podcast. Okay, couple other 
plugs, and then we'll get right into it. Uh, if you are living in the city, if you're living in the city, Hideout Comedy, baby, the first Tuesday of every month, 10 p.m. at the Comedy Shop in the West Village. I know. I know it's not convenient for anybody who lives a normal lifestyle. Tuesday at 10 p.m., if I wasn't running the show, I wouldn't be there. So I get it. I get it. But I still am going to say, hey, come out. Do you have a narcoleptic friend, uh, a friend who can't sleep, a friend who has insomnia? And they're like, hey, what do I do? I just, I, I, I'm up. I'm up from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. every weeknight. Send them to our show. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. So this Tuesday, if you're listening today, tomorrow night at 10 p.m., we have a show uh, at the Comedy Shop in the West Village. It should be super fun. It's a really good lineup. Come on out. And finally, the last plug, before we get into the episodes, uh, which I'm going to also talk about a little bit after I do the initial plug, Old Man Hustle, Lower East Side. I am running shows there every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Two shows every night. Way more accessible than a 10 p.m. Tuesday show. Two shows every night, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., Wednesday to Saturday, baby. Very easy to get to if you're familiar with the city. It's right off the Delancey stop. Uh, there's a McDonald's there. You can get a hamburger. You can eat food in the bar. You can bring food right in. It's been a fun show. This uh, past week was the first week of shows. Let me tell you, I forgot how exhausting it was just running shows nonstop. I was there barking, trying to get people in from 6 o'clock to like 10 o'clock, just standing. And it's been cold, you know. It's been cold, so I was just standing. But the shows this week were awesome. Eight shows we did. We did. I did. Uh, I hosted all the shows. It was a great time. If you're in the city, come on out, baby, and do it. I will say the Lower East Side, filled with rats. I forgot about that. Rats all over the place. There was one incident where there was a, uh, I was, I was, Trying to get people in. If you're, if, if you're familiar with comedy, if you're not familiar with comedy, something that you have to do sometimes when you run a show is bark. It's called barking, where you essentially stand out of the club and ruin people's evenings. <laughs> and you just beg them, not for change like a homeless person, you beg them to come into the show. And you say, hey, comedy show, baby, tonight, come on in. You want to have some fun? You want to, you're looking for something to do? Come into the show. And you convince them to give up on what they had planned, and come into the show. It sometimes works if you're good at it. So I was doing that, and uh, yeah, a lot of rats. Not ideal. It's not a great scenario. There was a situation where I was standing there, and uh, three very attractive women were walking towards me, and a rat ran through them towards me, and I screamed like a 12-year-old girl. Am I ashamed? No. Did I apologize immediately after to the guys that I was standing with? And I go, hey, guys, that was that was pretty embarrassing, right? And they were like, yeah, I didn't know you could make that noise. I don't like rats, okay? I did see a uh, – I saw this guy. There's this guy on TikTok who dresses up like a human rat, and he crawls into, like, sinkholes in the city. And I read an article about him because I think he was on America's Got Talent, which – if you could dress up like a rat and just crawl into dirty spaces, I mean, half of New York City should be on America's Got Talent. But anyway, I read this. He's gotten, like, very popular on social media. I read this article about him where he does this. He dresses as a rat, 
and he crawls into these sinkholes that are just like undermined sidewalks in the city and he'll crawl out of them and pretend to be a disgusting rat and these videos go so viral that the city has caught on and because of these viral videos he'll put a video out it'll get millions of views and then the city will fix the sinkhole i mean if that's not social media working at its finest i don't know what is uh so you know i don't know this guy's name other than he's a rat guy i mean listen we are all trying to make it an entertainment we're all trying to do something can you imagine if that was your way to make it an entertainment you're like hey what do you do well, i'm a stand-up comedian well, what about you i'm uh i'm an artist actually i do live pieces i I perform these, uh, you know, I make these paintings live in front of audiences, and then I auction them off. Oh, what do you do? Well, I dress up as a human rat and uh, go places that nobody would ever think to go. I saw the video, and I was like, do you know how many rats are probably in that sinkhole? I was talking about that with some buddies of mine. Every time we see a sidewalk collapse in New York City, and the city's like, oh, we don't know how it's happening. It's Oh, it's because thousands of rats are undermining our streets. That's what it is. That is what it is. Uh, it's funny. I didn't think this would be such a rat-heavy intro, but I did go on a date um, this week with someone. Great date. I thought it was really good. I <laughs> She doesn't follow me on Instagram, so I can say this. I doubt she'll ever listen, but she did <laughs> talk about how much she likes rats, and it was very funny to me. It was very endearing. Because I hate rats. I can't stand them. And she was like, well, I like like ratatouille. And, she started, and I was like, well, sure. Sure. I like the polar bear who drinks Coca-Cola. But if I saw a polar bear in real life, I'd run the other way. Which is exactly what I do with real rats. Uh, so, yeah, come on out. Lower East Side. Old man hustle, baby. Come to it. Uh, it's a good time. It's it's a super small room. It's like 20 seats, but it's very intimate. The comics are great. They're really good. Uh, and we have a fun time. I host every show, so come on out and hang. I'll have a drink with you after, all right? I promise. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little... It's like midnight, 12, 11 now. 12, 11. Um, I just got back from seeing Tom Segura, who's one of my favorite comics, live in Brooklyn. I will say he played the King's Theater in Flatbush, Brooklyn, which might be the most beautiful area. I took the train there. Beautiful area. Might be the most inconvenient place. It's easier to get to Long Island. It's easier to go home for me than it was to go to King's Theater in Flatbush, Brooklyn. You know what it is? It's okay. So if you're looking like I live in Brooklyn and it's like a two miles. It's like this is point A. This uh, where I live in Bushwick. This is point B. In Flatbush. It's like very close, right? If you're watching, I'm making a, a thing with my fingers. If you're not, I should say, if you're listening, not watching, I'm making just like literally my minger, middle finger and my and my thumb are making a point. The only way to get there, there's no trains that service. You got to take a bus or you got to take an Uber. The only way to get there, the most convenient way, is to take a train from Bushwick all the way into Manhattan and then take another train all the way out to a lower part of Brooklyn. It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense, and it took me an hour and 10 minutes to get out there when it's really a two-mile trip. I could have walked it in that amount of time, but I did finish my book, and I'm crushing books this year. Uh, I just finished my seventh book of the year. 
not to brag, but we're only three months into the year. January, February, March. All right? Pretty good. Seven books? I'm bragging. I read five last year, which is embarrassing. Um, so anyway, yeah, I go to see Tom Segura. I was supposed to go with my brothers. My brother, Peter, bought us these tickets for me, him, and my other brother, Lucas, to go uh, to see him together. It was going to be a really fun time, good time. This morning, I get a phone call from Peter, and he's like, hey, Lucas is in Florida, and he all the flights were canceled somehow. I was like, oh, okay, well, Peter, you're going to come in. And he goes, I forgot. I go, okay, well, you only live 20, you know, 30 minutes away. He goes, I forgot that it was this weekend and I went to Vermont. So I was left with these tickets and I was like, all right, let me figure it out. I called a bunch of people. I couldn't give these tickets away, which really made me question my friendships that I have in the city. But finally I did. I found someone. My buddy Tyler came. We went. We had a great time. Dude. Great show. If you have the opportunity to go see Tom Segura live in this show, uh, it's called, I think it's called I'm Coming Everywhere. Uh, F-C-O-M-I-M-G. Because he is. He's doing like 150 dates in the next year, which is wild. Crazy, crazy stuff. He's going to make like $50 million this year. Um, but re- he had some killer, killer stories. Uh, I can't wait till he tapes it so everybody can see it. So I went and saw it. The only thing I will say, this is the only thing that was a little, turned me off a little bit. Nothing about his comedy. I love Tom Segura. He's one of my favorite comedians. Something a little weird, but it fits. It fits with who he is. From what I know of being a fan of his, it fits his personality. Okay? it's I've never seen this before. As you know, I've probably talked about it before. I'm a big poster guy. I love a poster. So I go in. And I go, I got to I gotta get a show posting. It was $40. And I was like, yeah, I'll get that. And I see they have one. They're all signed. Then I get closer and I see it's $40 for a show poster. And then it's more if you want to get the signed version. Now, some of you might be saying, oh, that's reasonable. $40 for a poster, maybe $50 for, for a uh, signed version. I've never seen. If people are signing their posters, I've never seen a difference in price. It was $40 for an unsigned version, $100 for a signed version, which is crazy. I got the unsigned. I would love to get a signature on it, but I, I'm just not going to do it. Every I have show posters here. I have uh, I have uh, Burt Kreischer's here that's signed. That was, you know, no extra. I have, uh, I have a Death Cab for Cutie one. I have a, a, a Mike Birbiglia one. I have a Bill Burr one that literally when he did 20 shows in Boston, I was at the last show at the Wilbur with my buddy Alex. Shout out. Alex Gatlin lives in Atlanta. And we went together. We were brand new with comedy a a year. Like our first year in comedy, we went and saw him at the end of this show. Right. Sorry, I got to itch my nose. At the end of the show. Now think about this is Bill Burr, the biggest comedian in the world. He finishes the show and you, you didn't buy merch before. You could buy a poster after the show. Everybody on their way out had an option. You go, do you want to buy a poster? He stood by the door, 3,500 seats probably, 3,500 people where he signed every single poster in person and took a photo. I have the picture. I look horrible in it. I'm about 30 pounds heavier. Not a good look. Um, but he stood there and signed them. 
And uh, I was like, damn, dude, Tom's charging 60 extra bucks for his signature. And that takes a second. He's making 60 bucks a second. But you know what? That totally fits because I could see. I, I've heard them talk about it where Burt Kreischer, I'm also a fan of his stuff big time. And he's talked about how much he loves to talk to fans after he's all about getting in with the fans. And Tom's like, I couldn't give a shit about the fans. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. But let me tell you. He destroyed it, it was uh, he had some really good stories, stories about his uh, his mother, um, stories about his kids. It, it was great. I really uh, highly, highly suggest going and seeing him live if you can. Um, all right. I don't want to talk about I have this on the list to talk about the Will Smith situation with Chris Rock. But, dude, I don't really want to talk about it other than the fact uh, to say that uh I'm a, I like Will Smith, but now I'm just, I'm anti, I'm anti Will Smith because that was, that was, uh, it's crazy to me that people are taking his side and they're like, yeah, you know what? Chris Rock deserved to get hit in the face because I, you know, that, that went too far. What talking about his wife's bald head that went too far, you know, not making jokes about the fact that he, she's sleeping around and cheating on him. That didn't go too far. But his, his, the bald head went too far. I, it is an attack on all comedians. And it gives, it gives a right and permission for every single comedian on stage, whether you're at uh, the Academy Awards or at a club in the Lower East Side like I run. If, it gives every single person who saw that happen where there were zero repercussions. Zero repercussions. I mean, the guy walks on stage fucking hits this guy in the face, sits down, crosses his arms, and then gets an Oscar and a standing ovation. I mean, talk about rewarding bad behavior. That would be like if your toddler bit you in the eye and then you were like, do you want cake? Let's give you some cake because you know what? You deserve it for being a toddler. Uh, it, it was an attack on comedy, an attack on comedians, and uh, frankly, it's crazy to me that anybody, but especially comedians like Tiffany Haddish, being like, yeah, you know, some people just, you know, you gotta, you know, if you say something, you deserve to get slapped. It's like, are you a comic? I thought you were a comedian. I guess not. I guess you're just a movie star now. The Illuminati really got to you. Okay. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it is that I feel bad for him, honestly. I feel bad for Will Smith because you can tell he's really sad. You can tell he's got some real dark stuff going on. You can tell he's not happy. I think he's probably just needs to come out as a gay man and just, like, live a happy life um, because you can tell he's not happy now. You can tell he's real sad. He's He's, you know... I think eventually when this relationship ends, he'll probably tell a, like put out a tell-all book and be like, yeah, dude, fucking she used to beat me. I bet that will uh, be in the book, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I also, in more, more fun news with me, I started doing CrossFit again, which get ready, folks, because you know how I like to talk about basketball a lot. I mean... I started doing CrossFit again. I forgot how brutal it is, okay? I forgot how fucking winded you can get. This past week, I did a workout that was thrusters, which is where you take a barbell and you do a squat, and then you put it over your head, and you do that over and over and over again. And it's uh, the workout's Fran. 
and it's thrusters and pull-ups. But I can't do pull-ups, so it's either ring rows or these jumping pull-ups where you're just jumping and pulling yourself over the bar. Yo, that's the first real cardio workout I've done since I stopped doing CrossFit before COVID or, like, in the beginning of COVID. Dude, at the end, the coach was like, now you guys might, uh, if you're familiar with this workout, you'll probably get uh, fucking Fran lung or Fran cough. Dude, I coughed for the next, like, three hours uh, on fucking Friday afternoon. I was just coughing up a lung. Um, But really good stuff. I'm super excited. I have to go to – I'm drinking right now. I have a – I signed up for the class 11 and a half hours from now. So super excited for it. Super ready to go. Um. But, yeah, that's been fun. I feel like I haven't talked about it that much, which is a good thing. It is a good thing because uh, when I told my mom I was signing up for CrossFit, she goes, not everybody wants to hear about CrossFit all the time, okay? So, uh, you know, just be aware, which I do do. I acknowledge that. When I get excited about stuff, I feel like every single person just wants to hear all about it. They just want to hear me talk about CrossFit. And I get it. It's not interesting if you don't do it. But if you see me on the street, if you see me walking around, I'll probably bring up CrossFit. If you want to me to like you, ask me about CrossFit because I'll talk for an hour. Okay? Um, all right. I read this article that I wanted to talk about. I didn't read the article. I read the title, and I was like, no, that I'll read that on the pod and react to it. So, woman mortified as rude date refuses to tip waiter after not getting enough bread, which, to be honest, seems like a reasonable uh, response. A woman was left mortified when her date embarrassed her over dinner as he refused to give their waiter a tip because they felt they were not bought brought enough bread. Um, blah, blah, blah. A lot of these articles are so poorly written where they're just like, give me the meat, baby. I don't need to hear the history of dating. They're like, sometimes when you date, you can learn about people. It's like, I get it, dude. Just tell me the story. Okay, the woman, who is from the U.S., explained that her date even had words with the waiter on the way out of the restaurant, which left her red-faced and embarrassed as she wasn't keen on causing a scene. He refused the tip, which is a little aggressive. That That is pretty aggressive. If you're going out, even if I'm such a person who's like so uh, just non-confrontational in most scenarios that uh, I'll hold grudges and I'll remember. I'll make up scenarios in my mind of people who have done me wrong, and I will hold that grudge for the rest of my life. I understand that, but I am not a, a conflict person. I don't love a conflict when there doesn't need to be. So even if I have bad service from someone, I'll still leave a 20% tip. (laughs) I'll give 20% because I'll be like, well, they'll know that it wasn't 30%, and they'll know that, you know, they did a bad job because they're only receiving 20%. Um, And I'll just, like, fucking stew over that and talk about it in the shower, being like, piece of crap. I can't believe that guy said, are you sure you, you don't, you're going to eat all that food? Oh, are you sure your eyes aren't bigger than your stomach? And I'll be like that piece of, what, a, what an asshole that that guy was. Um, yeah. So, uh, looks like this women, um, then when the check came, he didn't tip at all. That That's a little aggressive. And he said, they need to do better, <laughs> which is such a, fucking asshole thing to say oh my god these people who are just fucking making their money 
serving you. It's just such a weird job, too, is like, serve me my food. Like, that's a crazy thing that we've accepted as a society is like we just now, everybody can go out to eat, just go out to a restaurant and, and sit down and expect to be treated like a king. A king and a queen and be like, bring me my water and bring me more bread and I'll have the chuck steak medium rare. And if it's a degree warmer than that, I'll send it back and spit in your face. Uh, it is a wild thing that we act this way. Uh, but you know what? Society's accepted it and uh, I'll continue to act like a king when I go to, you know, Outback Steakhouse. I'll continue to live that way. So... All right, uh, we're going to do a quick episode. Quick, that's at 25 minutes, so it's much quicker than usual. I feel like this wasn't a good episode, but I'm a little drunk. Uh, it's 12.30 at night, and I'm putting it out for you, baby. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Listen to Sea Otter Town Hall, and God, for God's sakes, baby, come and see me live. Please come and see me live. Follow me on Instagram, at Dylan Krasinski. These episodes are out every Monday. Sea Otter Town Hall is out every Wednesday. Maybe I'll put an episode in here. I'll, I'll throw an episode in. So if you, if you subscribe here, you can give it a little test listen. See if you like it. And then subscribe. Okay? Uh, all right. Anything else that I wanted to say? I don't think so. Guys, I hope you have a great week. I hope you live your lives. I hope you are listening to me driving to work right now. Hope you have a great day. I love you. I'll see you next week. Good night.